0: First time, long time. 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 First time, long time.
1: Hey there, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barrow. Richie, how are you?
0: You know, I'm doing pretty good. How could you not be doing good when the uh, Metropolitans are winning the last nine out of eleven with a bunch of uh, a bunch of no names out there, and it's Drupal Cabrera. It's unbelievable.
1: I'm telling you, kid, who who is this team, literally and figuratively? Who who are they?
0: Uh, literally, it's this guy Gisellman, uh the guy Seth Lugo with the weird name, who's come out of nowhere, and uh, you know the uh, old faithful, old reliable, Jose Reyes. That's pretty much it. Oh, and my boy Cespi, of course. But other than that, it's uh, it's like five guys in a prayer.
1: Yeah, you know, Richie, it was my good friend Tim Robbins who once said in a movie, folks may have heard of, called The Shawshank Redemption. He said, "Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and a good thing never dies." Well, Richie, we have hope, and the Metropolitans are not dead.
0: That's a beautiful quote. Uh, I'm a little. You know, I'm a pretty poor guy, uh, so I'm not. I'm not White Collar. I don't have the HBO, but love the quote, and I agree. The Mets, uh, they're far from dead. One point five games back of the wild card after uh, after a few big wins against those uh, those stupid fish from Miami. And here we are. I think we got a real shot at this thing, and the upcoming schedule looking very favorable outside of, outside of this weekend.
1: Yeah, and we'll get right to it, kid. This uh, this Thursday, as people are listening to this, uh, this will be tonight's game, Thursday. Jacob DeGrom against Urena for the Marlins. Four straight night games for the Fish here in New York City. Got to think some of these guys out on the town, but maybe when you actually have a nightclub in your own disgrace of a stadium, some snuff house, odd house flick by their weird owner down there in Miami. No offense, but really... Complete offense. Anyway, offense, yeah. V- very, very much offense, yeah. But uh, anyway, Jake has a chance to get it popping and finish up the fish with a potential sweep tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that the uh, the Mullins do hit the town. I hope they go to Brother Jimmy's. I hope they get some of those fish bowls, and I hope they get you know they're holding each other's hair back while they're throwing up on thirty fourth. That's what I hope happens. Uh, you know, it's what they deserve. They're disgusting, and uh, I hope we sweep them out of town. As for uh, Jason DeGrom, he had some trouble recently, but he got some rest. He uh, took a start off to get his mind together. You know, maybe put some Axe product in his hair with Sindon God. I saw him joking around with Jose Reyes on the Snapchat. He should be good to go. Um, You know, I never even heard of this pitcher the Marlins have going. uh, Urena, uh, what's it, Jose Urena? What's the first name? I don't even know. Juan, I think. Juan Urena. At first, I thought it was that guy Ugeth Urbina from the 90s. But a quick Google search told me that he's probably not allowed to play baseball anymore. So uh, it's this kid Juan Urena. I think we're going to smack the ball all over the park off this guy and uh, finish off a sweep before we head into the weekend against the Nationals.
1: Yeah, Ugeth Urbina in prison for a very long time. So uh, we're we're a family show. We'll, uh, We'll skip over that. But if you check out the Google box, not the same person Urbina and Urena. But we are gonna be taking that kid to town. Hopefully, easy I- mistake to make. It, it is. It is. You- you're not wrong. You're not wrong, kid. <laughs> right. As we uh, as we head to Friday, we got Noah Syndergaard versus AJ Cole. Cole is a recent call up for the Washington Nationals. Huge series with the Nats. Probably not going to catch him for the NL East, but anytime you could eat these guys' lunch, and, you know, they basically owe us rent because we own the Washington Nationals. Cole was 8-8 eight and eight in AAA with an ERA over 4, so it's not like we're going against Sandy Koufax. It's free shirt Friday, and the Mets have a chance to build some momentum. And I tell you what, if they sweep the fish, and the Nats in town for Labor Day weekend, Richie, people are going to be pretty lit up. Like, like going to a wedding with a shuttle bus in a hotel room where you don't have to drive home, like that kind of drunk. Not going to be the best of times on the old Long Island Railroad on Friday night after this one.
0: Oh man, it's going to be wild. There's going to be uh, there's going to be fights. There's going to be hugging. There's going to be screaming. People are going to be lit like a bong at a Cypress Hill concert. Uh, it's going to be completely insane. But you know, they got to get it done. God has uh, gotten back on the proverbial horse. I know he also likes riding regular horses, but you know that's neither here nor there. The guy's been great recently, and uh, I trust him. You know, if we're going into a big game, I'm a big DeGrom guy. I like him in a big game, a playoff game. I think he proved himself last year that he could really uh, steer the ship. But at the same time, you can't really you can't really count on Thor. The guy, when he's on, he's on. And when he's off, it's still pretty on. So uh, I feel pretty confident starting the series off with uh, Mr. Sending God, Mr. Axe Hairspray or whatever.
1: 100% kid, and he, hopefully he strikes out that Bryce Hopper four or five times. Like, get a haircut, guy. Holy hell.
0: Yeah, I mean, he spiked his helmet last week like a like a little five-year-old that, that couldn't play in the ball pit at McDonald's anymore. His mom was taking him home. He spiked his helmet in the ground got thrown right out of the game. It's uh, it's amateur hour down there in Washington, and uh, I hope we make him pay for it.
1: Yeah, grow up, Bryce Hopper.
0: Yeah, grow up, idiot.
1: Grow up, guy. As we had... We should-
0: we should we should make signs like that next time we go to a game. I don't think that's the thing. You know, people try to get way too creative. At the end of the day, you just gotta you gotta tell some of these players to grow up and and grow a pair.
1: Yeah, I bet Bryce Hopper's a guy that likes his steak well done.
0: Ugh, disgusting!
1: What a freak! Go away, Bryce Hopper, you jerk! Anyway, Saturday, <laughs> uh, our boy Gaselman versus uh, unannounced currently for the Washington Nationals. Uh, it doesn't really matter because Richie, I really like the cut of his Casellman kid's gym. I absolutely love it. He looks like a guy that's a hippie who also secretly has turntables. He's got that kind of look. His walkout and his warm up music at the game the other other day was the stroke by Billy Squire, which is a jukebox favorite, and he's got solid stuff and keeps the ball down in the zone. Between him, Montero and Lugo, I gotta give Sandy some credit. There is real pitching depth in the in the in the B side. Not even the wheelers and the are Grams, but all of a sudden, there's just arms coming out of anywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, I like the kid too. Uh, you know, the Billy Squire thing was just the uh, the top of the iceberg for me because uh, I had my first Mad Dog 2020 while listening to Billy Squire, so that brought me back to really good times right out of the get go. And uh, yeah, Giselman, he's one of those guys. He he can go. Out, he seems like a guy who can go out to a party stare at the wall in like a pot-induced haze for four hours and then wind up getting 19 phone numbers even though he didn't talk to anybody uh and an a on the final exam he has the next morning at 8 a.m he's just that kind of guy like some guys have all the luck like my friend rod stewart said and uh robert g robert g i you know i'm not going to even try to say that last name over and over again bobby g is one of those guys i don't even know if he knows where he is but whatever you do you, Robert. As long as you keep throwing those uh, inside sinkers and getting people to, to hit ground balls, I'm all for you.
1: Yeah, kid would make a killing if he was at the bars over in the uh, low east side. You know what I mean? Pick up a lot Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Yeah, NYU chicks for days.
1: <laughs> for days, indeed. And we finish up with the Nats on Sunday. We got our boy Lugo back on the hill against Tanner Roach. And Roach's a weird guy to face. Allows contact pretty consistently, but keeps runs off the boards in a general sense. But in 22 games played on Sundays this season, the Mets have scored 73 runs. That's 29th in the major leagues, only three runs, a tad over three runs per game. Not very stellar. I was there last Sunday, Richie, and it's it's something about these Sunday games. Maybe they need to go with the old Bobby V approach and just sit your best players and go full bench and do some weird bunting and base stealing and all kinds of weird shit to just try and steal a game.
0: I mean, they're almost sitting their best players already because all their backs are breaking one by one. But you know, I, I would try anything. I mean, you know, uh, Sunday is the Lord's day, but apparently uh, the Lord doesn't doesn't want to share his day with the Mets. And uh, hopefully they can they can remedy that and take this Rock guy and, and throw him right in the uh, the flush marine over there. I mean, and as far as Lugo goes, I've done a three sixty on this kid. I didn't like him, and now I like him. I thought his name was weird. I thought he was a flash in the frying pan, but uh, I love the guy. Pretty sure we found the diamond in the rug, baby. This is going to be one uh, one huge series for us, uh, the last hard games we have. And, uh, you know, I'm relying pretty heavily on both Giselman and then my boy Lugo, especially Lugo. That one's going to be the ESPN 8 o'clock game of the week. You know, the lights are going to shine a little brighter in City Field that night. So got to get it done. Got to bring us into the home stretch against uh, – you know the the scumbags of the of the uh, MLB, the ones that we should just roll
1: over. Hundred percent, kid, and that finishes off our schedule heading in to the weekend for the Metropolitans. As we segue to our boss sponsor, our sponsor of the show, we were over at Panama Pete's in Bethpage, and I tell you, kid, I went to the Barclays Golf Tournament over at Bethpage Black this weekend. I had a you know conservative twenty five to thirty beers when I was there. Went to Panama Pete's, had a great Cuban sandwich, and, you know, things went generally pretty well, and they offered to be a sponsor, but you did some more, uh, some more exploring, I guess you could say, this week, and you got a new sponsor. Who do we have?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, what I've, what I've learned from watching, uh, you know, a couple episodes of House Hunters is that maybe you just don't, you don't just land on the first spot that uh, it's offered up to you. So, you know, Panama Pete's, great place, definitely had 30, 40, 50 beers myself, um, you know, haven't cleaned the vomit out of my trunk yet, but you know we will get around to it. I was doing a little more searching after Panama Pete's. I landed at this place called Dream Dreamcatchers in Spionk. and uh, the spot is an adult entertainment place. But if you're not into, uh, and if you you know if you're not see into seeing years of bad decisions and a lack of adult supervision come to life right before your very eyes, it might not be for you. But you know, if you if if you're okay with it. You can sit at the bar area, uh, get involved with the with the babes, maybe, maybe not, do your thing. They have huge TVs with the games on, and uh, the Daddy Issues Burger is to die for. The only downside about this place is that it smells like a mixture of a Victoria's Secret and the Chop Shops over by city. So, you know, you win some, you lose some, but if you're into the adult entertainment scene, uh, you're into some baseball, and, uh, you, know, you, you know, you don't mind burning your nose hairs out. This place is uh, not bad
1: yeah here kid I heard that the ASA Akira was gonna be there next week my buddy at the job site told me I said who's Aza Akira and then I I gave him the fake elbow with the wink you know just so he knew I was yanking his chain you know
0: yeah I mean a quick Google search and uh, you're gonna find out you're gonna find out the hard way who ASA Akira is I'll tell you something
1: yeah not that I'm a porno guy not at all but anyway uh, moving on very quickly uh, storyline segment storyline number one uh, Stephen Matz. And Mr. Neil Walker, done for the season. As of tonight, it seems like Walker is done. Matt's looks like he's going to try and push through it. But, again, our training staff is basically just kicking the Mets fans in the balls over and over again.
0: Yeah, I mean, Walker's done for the season. Uh, you know, the odd part is that right now he probably can't walk because he's got a disgustingly herniated disc in his back. We may have seen his last game in a Mets uniform. I mean, I don't know if they sign him next year. They got Bill Flowers they got Jose Reyes. They got a pretty full infield roster that's signed up for next year. Um, they do get a uh, compensatory pick if they let Walker walk, so to speak. <laughs> Hardy ha. Uh, so that that might be that might be if the Neil Walker era in New York. As for Stephen Matz, I mean, this is a guy Long Island kid, tough as nails, and that's why I'm really concerned because he's saying he's sitting there going, "Hey, my shoulder hurts." And the Mets are going, all right, you're going to start like two days from now. And he's like, no, I'm not. My shoulder hurts. And the Mets are like, all right, three days from now. He's like, no, listen, jabronis, my shoulder hurts. So uh, I don't know what's going on there, but the little game of cat and mouse is going to end with uh, Stephen Matz becoming the next, uh, what's that guy's name? Jeremy Hefner. That's the the guy. And we don't want that because it took me a while to remember his name, mostly because he hasn't played baseball in roughly 10 years.
1: Jeremy Hefner, blast from the past. I was going to say a litany of other Mets pitchers that have had, had arm issues. But, uh, but yeah, Jeremy Hefner, that makes that makes sense. Shout out, Jay to Hef, J. Hef had him. them all.
0: Jay, yeah, shout out to Jay Hef. I mean, he had everything. Shoulders, elbows, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, you know.
1: <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. I am picking up what you're putting down, kid, as uh, hopefully both Mets – well, we know Walk is done, so that's a terrible segue on my part. That's one on me, you know. I'm not a professional. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, Matt gets a little bit better as we head to storyline number two. Ioannis Cespedes now walks up to the Lion King theme. I love it. I mean, the guy knows what to get people talking about. He is consistently just on fire, and now he's coming up to the Lion King theme. This is going to be a city field staple. It's not quite the song that he had as the walk up music last year, which, with the da 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 da. da Cespedes, da da da, Cespedes, and then like at the very end, like the, the dramatic pause, and then the Cespedes. Like it's not that, but what is?
0: Yeah, I mean that was a that was a killer song. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, One Direction sang that one, but uh, you know maybe they couldn't afford another uh, Cespedes theme song for this year, so they went with the Lion King theme, which you know you don't think that's a that's a real pump-up jam until you're sitting there in the stadium i'm sitting there the other day and all of a sudden and you know i haven't heard it in a long time and uh i'm not gonna lie it got me charged up i started screaming you know i was uh i was really jacked up um it helped that he hit a walk-off home run right after i heard it but it's it's just one of those songs very sneaky uh real sneaky pump-up song and you know, little fun fact. I don't know if you guys saw this. The guy who caught Ioannis Cespedes' walk-off home run this past Monday was dressed as Simba from the damn Lion King. I mean, can't make that stuff up. Uh, that's one of those things. That's one of those signs that tells me this is a team of destiny. You got fifty thousand people in this ballpark. One of them uh, goes off the reservation, dresses up like a, like a lion from a Disney movie. Uh, I would assume, by coincidence, I'm sure he's just a nutbag, and he happens to catch the Cespedes walk-off. So, um, you know, if you do some quick math there, I think that means that the Mets are going to win the World Series.
1: Yeah, I tell you, kid, it's like uh, when you hear the song, it's got to be like back in the 90s when you had that little side gig and you'd sit in the back of the movie theater and record the record the movies for your cousin Griff, and then then he would sell them to people. Are we not supposed to talk about that? Or?
0: We're not supposed to talk. Well, I mean, we can talk about that. I just don't like talking about Griff because he's passed away. But uh, but I did that. Uh, you made a that's a a solid reference and comparison. Uh, and R.I.P. to Griff.
1: R.I.P. Griff. Of course. Storyline number three. Does Azdrubal Cabrera's hair dye have steroids in it? I mean, the guy dyes his hair blonde, a la Mike Piazza once upon a time, and all of a sudden this guy is Mike Piazza. Yeah, I
0: mean, I don't know, man. A Struble, uh, you know, very clever way of getting around the testing, if you ask me. Uh, you know, I didn't know they could they could put some uh, HGH in that just for men, but whatever whatever does the trick, kid, because he's slamming balls over the wall, and he's doing it basically on one foot. You know, his other leg is uh, it's wrapped up in ice pretty much 23 hours a day. So... I don't even know. I mean, the fact that, the fact of the matter is you can't take this guy out of the two-hole right now. He's he's become like a, the the 2016 version of our 2006 Paul Duca. Just money in the two-hole.
1: Yeah, and in general, I tell you, kid, they really nailed this signing. When they signed him, there was questions about his defensive range. We always knew he could hit a little bit, but he's he's been nails to the Mets.
0: Yeah, the guy's been great. He does the fun uh, celebration after home runs where he rips your helmet off your head, uh, you know, like uh, like you don't need it anymore. And then he goes off and, and dyes his hair blonde like a maniac. Uh, Jose Reyes follows suit. And here we are, the two hottest guys in the team. So, you know, my thing is I'm pretty sure everybody on this team should be uh, grabbing a, a big can of sun in and getting that, that hair dyed ASAP, especially like Jay Bruce. Got to get that hair dyed. Got to get it going. Um, maybe Kelly Johnson could hold out. He's been pretty hot lately. But the rest of these guys, I want to I want to see blonde Mets. Whole team by Friday.
1: I love it, kid. And you talk about great hair. You talk about Kelly Johnson. That's the perfect segue as our boy Steve Gelbs, who does a very nice job uh, You know, filling big shoes. Of course, Kevin Burkhart was, was the man with the plan for many years. But Steve does a great job and One of his uh, cutaways, one of his stand-ups during the most recent broadcast, that's a little insider lingo for all you nerds out there, is Gelbs was telling us how Kelly Johnson saw what Daniel Murphy was doing, making more of an effort to pull the ball, and he went to the Mets hitting coach and he said, you know, why can't I do that? And so he's really making an effort to pull the ball, and all of a sudden, he's hitting bombs again. Kelly Johnson, don't call it a comeback.
0: I mean, listen, the guy... Jelly Johnson, uh, at one point in his career, I think he hit close to 30 home runs with those those stupid pajama-wearing snakes out in the desert. Yeah, the D-Dos. So, yeah, so it's it's not like he doesn't have it in him. Um, you know, and if if Jelly Johnson turns into Dan Murphy, uh, you know, in September and then the postseason, that's probably, you know, the best trade that we've made twice in the last two years. Because, you know, the, the guy has really pulled his weight he uh, seems to keep to himself. Uh, probably doesn't like being here much. Doesn't seem like a New York guy. But at the end of the day, who cares? Just just get out there, Kelly, and uh, help us get a ring for Christ's sake.
1: No, nah, I'm Team Kelly Johnson all the way, kid. He's been great. He has yes. been, yeah, yeah. He's been he's been fantastic. And that wraps up our storyline segment of the show as we head to our awards and. Award number one. What do you got
0: for us, Richie? Uh, I'm going to go with the best throwback Met jersey I've seen at a game this season. I saw it the other day. And the winner is the guy in the Sayoshi Shinjo jersey shirt. Uh, he didn't go full bore. He didn't buy in on this Shinjo character. But he was down to spend 15 bucks on the jersey shirt. So shout out to him. Uh, I'll be putting a picture of that, or my my cousin Gene will be, our social media manager, uh, on our Twitter, because it's ridiculous. But this guy was electric.
1: I tell you, kid, I remember opening day, or at least the home opener, once upon a time, maybe 2004, 2005, 2003. Everything kind of blended together, but I actually called it a bomb threat to the job site so we could go home early and I could catch the opener. And the Mets were playing the Braves, and Siosi Sinjo, he hit a home run. And I said, look at this guy. He's going to hit 50 home runs. Coming over from Japan, this is Japanese Babe Ruth. It wasn't to be, but he had a great spirit. He tried hard, was pretty good in the field. Got a lot of respect for Siosi Sinjo.
0: Boy, were you almost right. I mean, that guy... I mean, he swung like Japanese Babe Ruth, but if only if only he ever hit the ball, you know, <laughs> just didn't work out. But uh, our next award of the week it's the best thought of the week, and it goes to Noah Sindengard, uh, Mr. Twitter comedian, who was ready to murder half a city field uh, two nights ago after they broke into the wave, and I can't blame him. I hate that wave, you know. Stand up, sit down. Uh, you know, not good for anybody. Sciatica, and pay attention to the ball game. You know, they're not free; the tickets aren't free. Get in there, get a scorebook. Maybe put on some of those. You know, don't well, don't do that. Don't put on the. I was going to say, put on the headphones and listen to the game, also. But that's how you end up like Steve Bartman. Yeah, you got to join the witness, of yeah, witness protection program or whatever. But uh, you know, I mean, pay attention. The wave is for dummies.
1: Yeah, my my general thoughts on the wave is is don't don't do it like if you're looking around and it seems like people are smiling and you're like maybe i'm maybe i'll do the wave this time don't do it if you're if you're with a nice young lady and she's peer pressuring you to do the wave you gotta look a square in the eye and you gotta say i ain't no joke
0: right you say listen either either you can do the wave by yourself and leave me alone or uh you can take the choo-choo home and I will drive my Civic home, and we will never see each other again. This date is over, and so is this potential relationship. You gotta, you know, you gotta lay down the law. The wave is is BS.
1: A man's gotta have a code.
0: Agreed, my friend. My, what what do we got next?
1: My uh, my good friend Omar from Hawaii used to say that. Great show. I know you're not an HBO guy. We uh, we've been rub it bad. in. Hey hey, that's you know bringing it back a little bit, but. uh the Lifetime Achievement Award for swagger, just general swagger, goes to Ioannis Cespedes. This guy's got all the gold chains. He's styling in left field. He's hitting home runs, walk-off home runs. I mean, there is nobody in the world that has more swagger than Ioannis Cespedes.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's obvious. I mean, you think anybody would have the uh, the Cajons to to go up to the Lion King music? Uh, and not do it as a joke. I mean that—that that in and of itself—it tells you all you need to know about Yoannisus. But this guy is an absolute freak, and uh, I need the Mets to give him a lifetime contract. If we're being honest,
1: it would be great. But if we know—if we know one thing about the Wilpons, they like to spend money.
0: <laughs> That's true. They like to spend <laughs> spend money uh, on on ad space so that they can tell people that they're not going to spend money.
1: Yeah. Gotta love it, kid. Uh,
0: Typical shout, Wilpons.
1: Shout, shout out to Wilpons. Uh, and finishes up strong, kid. Our recurring segment, I'll let you take the baton here, for the Mark Kerrig tweet of the week. What do we got?
0: The Mark Kerrig tweet of the week. Uh, he says, In addition to vendors offering him hot dogs and beer during his walks in City Field, fatherhood is treating David Wright pretty well. Uh, didn't fully get this one, but it made me laugh anyway. Um... I think he—that means David Wright is taking his newborn child in a stroller around the concession area. I don't—I mean, that's what I gathered, but you know, um, my my GED doesn't really stand up well to this tweet, so uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say that's what it is.
1: I love it, Kid Mark Carrig. You are a legend. You are a beautiful man. We'd love to have you on.
0: Yeah, funny, funny. Even when we don't understand you, you're the best.
1: As we head to a uh, final segment of the night, our shout out segment. Hey, shout out to Gary Keith and Ron. You know, I don't. I, I, I feel like we don't give these guys enough credit. They are consistently the best broadcast team in baseball. So, shout out to you for making an enjoyable broadcast experience every time I tune to the SNY or the double the WPIX or the picks or whatever the hell you call it.
0: Yeah, especially that Keith guy is just a, a bundle of laughs. Really, really has the uh, fan mentality. Did you know he go to extra...
1: Did you know he's got I was just going to ask you. Did you know he has a house in Sag Harbor?
0: <laughs> no, he's never told anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But I love him anyway, guy. I love when he sighs when they go to extra innings. It's very funny because that's how I feel too. You know, I got to sit there and have another beer. Ugh, bummer. <laughs> But uh, you know, shout out to those guys, Sny, Picks, Picks Eleven, uh, doing it up.
1: What do you got for the next shout
0: out, kid? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna give a shout out to Shake Shack. They must put crack in those burgers because I got to tell you, the line hasn't been less than 300 people long since City Field opened, and I don't get that because you know, eventually you figure everybody's tried a burger, everybody's had a shake. You know, they can call it a day. You can move on to another concession, maybe give catch of the day a little shine because I don't think they've sold more than, like, you know, two of those shrimp po' boys in the last five years, but somehow they're still open. Uh, But here we are. Like, Shake Shack, you you can't get on that line unless you're committed to missing at least four innings of the game. And that's pretty impressive since City Field is now almost, I don't know, seven, eight years old.
1: Yeah, and, and to that point, shout-out to Mamas of Corona while we're on it. For all you folks that are being, you know, I, I know you, you shout-out Shake Shack, and it is delicious, but if you're going to wait four innings, here's a little pro tip. When you walk in the Jackie Robinson Rotunda and you make a right, you're heading down the first baseline, they've got the local New York, whatever the hell they call it, like a bunch of like local New York food, and they got a bunch of stuff outside. But you keep walking, there's a little inside area, you go to Mama's of Corona, get an Italian sandwich, no line. You're back in your seat. You're not having a sausage and peppers in 95 degree weather and breaking out in hives all over your face from the grease. I mean, it's uh, it's not a bad gig. So shout out to you, Mama's of Corona.
0: Yeah, Mama's of Corona for uh, for people who are veterans of City Field know what they're doing. You know, sure. Very good. And then uh, next, we got shout out to back injuries. Thanks for trying to ruin the Mets season one infielder at a time. Uh, We appreciate it. We got David Wright. We got Lucas Duda. We got Neil Walker. Back, back, back. Gone, as Chris Berman says. Uh, Except, you know, this is a little more upsetting than Chris Berman at the Home Run Derby, only by a little bit, though. And, uh, you know, we're not going to let you ruin our season, back injuries. All right, because we got Jelly Johnson. We got Bill Flowers. We got the rest of the uh, the info the the cavalry whatever, whatever it's called and we're going to do it up.
1: Yeah, I, I do a great I do a great Berman while you're on the Berman. So like a, uh, you know, home run derby at City Field. Back, 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 gone. He hit that one in New Hyde Park.
0: Wow, that was really good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And yeah,
1: you know it was, what? It was, it New was Hyde hilarious.
0: Park New Hyde Park is one of those towns where you probably could hit it that far. I'm pretty sure Piazza hit one in the floral park. So yeah. it's right there.
1: Yeah, I believe it. Shout out to Queens and Nassau County, as always.
0: Of course. And wrap us up, son. What's our last one? <laughs>
1: uh, again, shout out to the Mets training staff. This is being facetious because we made jokes about you being Dr. Nick Riviera from The Simpsons. But like I said earlier, I'm not wrong. You're not good at what you do. So this is a... Uh, sort of my passive-aggressive way of putting you in a box in the corner and making fun of you.
0: Yeah, we'll keep saying it until you guys get better. So, you know, that's on you. You better, you know, you better start shaping up. Otherwise, there's going to be medical staff jokes until uh, the end of time. Because yeah. that's how long this podcast is going to go. So, get ready, Mets. Alright? Figure it out.
1: Yeah, no offense, Ray Ramirez. Do better. Do a little bit better. Uh, it's probably not your fault. I'm sorry to call you out by name. But, it's frustrating. It really is. But, Richie, tell these guys and these gals, g- guys and gals, guys and dolls, where where they can hear the show.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's going to do it for us today. And, uh, you know, as per usual, you can hear uh, our show today and other shows on Facebook. We're at First Time Long Time. You can interact with us on Twitter, if you, if you feel so inclined, at MetsFTLT. And then, of course, you can email us at firsttimelongtimepod at gmail.com. Uh, it's been a pleasure. This Friday, we're going to replay our Friday rankings that had Matt Cerrone on them uh, so that you guys can see if Terry has made any of the moves that, that Mr. Cerrone suggested. And we'll be back with a fresh, new first-time long time for you guys next week. And also, I'm just saying... I don't wanna you know, I don't wanna get ahead of ourselves, but we may or may not have a special guest and former Mets First Baseman on the show very, very soon. So stay tuned and we'll talk to you later.
1: Yeah, hey fellas. This is Chris from New Hyde Park, first time long time.
0: Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint, first time long time here. Hey guys, this is Audi Bevelacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.